Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your host, Technicia, and welcome to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia. I hope everyone is having a blessed week so far. Starting off, it's a beautiful Tuesday, June the 30th, 2015, and we have one more day to go, and we're into July. But I have a fascinating, interesting guest today. Of course, all my guests are interesting, but I like this one more because we all think about yoga. This would be great for you fitness gurus out there. And also, we all remember our true thrillers about superheroes. Superwoman, yes. Wonder Woman, yes. Superman, all of that. Batman, you know it. Had the cape on, had your glass wear on, you was flying around your mama's house, and she told you to sit down. Yeah, we remember those. But on the air with me joining us today is James Conner the author of The Super Yoga Scenario, a fun fantasy thriller that's a new take on a superhero story and based on authentic verses in the Yoga Sutra and text. Hi, I'm Dustin Lynch. You don't have to listen to country music to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you just can't control, like your girlfriend running out on you with your best friend. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and start moving towards a brighter future and even your college degree. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. All right, we're going to air, and we now have James. Hi, Technesia. Hi, Technesia. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, James. A little technical difficulties, but hey, that's a brush fire. Like we let have on, James. I'm so gra- I'm so glad that you're on, because as I was mentioning, I've been through that phase, flying around our mom's house in our little cape and glass, and you turn up the place, you ask you to go sit down, and we all know about Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, whoever you want to call with the cape, all have been there. So it can tickle you a little bit. But you actually took something that we love most, which is a little bit dealing with yoga and twining in with our superheroes, dealing and having the guys on the side. So, James, what actually motive to I'm sorry, Technesia, I couldn't hear the last part of that question. I think we're having some technical difficulties. Oh, James, I was asking, what 
actually made the motive, trigger that motive to create one for book. Listen, I'm hit with or two. Apparently, it's been a condition. Trust and believe me. Jenks and I were doing just fine with this. We were not having any problems, but if we have to, we will switch to proper landline and come off because I've Skyping problems for both us right now. So I'm going to hit with tunes and we're going to come right back up with the, with the show. All right, well, thank you, Karen White, for holding us down with Superwoman. I am back <laughs> on with James. <laughs> we are finally back on the air. And I hope I gave this man a proper introduction, but just in case if you did not get that proper introduction heard from me, this is who I have on the air with me. It's James Conner. He is the author of the Super Yoga Scenario, a fun fantasy thrill that's a new take on the superhero Story and based on authentic verses in the Yoga Sutra and ancient Buddhist texts. James was also the CEO of a successful New York aid agency for 14 years before he gave everything up to undertake a three-year isolated meditation retreat. On Sunday afternoons and retreat, he take a break from meditating to write. He created the Super Yoga Scenario as an entertaining way for people to experience the deeper wisdom he gained from over 15 years of detailed Buddhist and yoga training. He also he is also the founder of GoBeyond.org, a nonprofit that teaches people how to meditate from authentic sources in the Buddhist and yoga lineages and a blogger for the Huffington Post. 
So please, with all further ado, welcome James Conner to the show. James, I'm so glad that we're on. Although we had a little technical difficulties with Skype, Skype, we need you to get it together because James and I had a connection a moment ago before we kept getting cut off. We were talking, we were laughing, and all of a sudden we get on the show and Skype, you kind of failed us. You holler internet connection, but that's all right. Thank God for the phone because we're going to continue this show. So, James, I'm so glad that you're on and been patient. I, you know, when you think about it, when you when you're really thinking about your book, I might probably go to, oh, da, 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 superhero and a Batman and Wonder Woman. But this is more entailed with yoga, meditation, getting yourself together. What triggered this motivation to just start this book? Well, I'm happy to be here with you today, Technesia. So let, let's talk a little Thank bit you. about the Super Yogi scenario. So the Super Yogi scenario is the next evolution of the superhero story. Instead of supernatural powers coming from lab mishaps or radioactive spider bites, powers are going to come from yoga and meditation, as described in ancient texts like the Yoga Sutra. And what it does is it basically, through the metaphor of superheroes, this novel explores what we can all do to develop our own unique talents and our own unique abilities to make the world a better place. Wow, okay. But Okay, now reading from your book and talking on super yogis, what actually makes me or anyone else a super yogi? Hmm. Well, we know what makes a hero. A, a hero oh, is yeah. somebody who can, who can get their own uh, sort of selfish needs out of the way and put other people first. And so we're inspired by people that can really put others first. And we know a, what a, a villain is, you know. A villain is somebody who pursues their own selfish desires at other people's expense. And so the thing that makes somebody really super, something that makes somebody a super yogi, is they have this little extra bit of wisdom that understands that there's a connection between their mind and how they experience the world. Now, that's kind of a big statement. So maybe, uh, Technesia, we can try to prove that. So I just ask you, Okay. just think about someone you love and someone who you think yes. has wonderful qualities. Yes, sir. Okay. Does, does everyone in the world see them the same way? That is a good question. And I, think what, is, what, I think what you find when you look at that is that you see them in a special way. But some people are kind of neutral towards them, right? Yes. Some people um, may even have some tensions with them. But what that means is that person isn't broadcasting themselves the same way to everyone. You have unique qualities in your heart that makes you see them in a particular way. You see your person. They see their person. Why? And so, and so a super yogi recognizes 
that there's this connection between the mind and how we experience the world. And by taking care of other people first, they start to gain an ability to really start to tweak things in their world. And that's the main wisdom that's in the superhero story, the super yogi scenario. Now, while they're taking care of someone else first, they shouldn't forget about focusing on themselves, should they? Or should when 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 does that person's self become important after they after they get through taking care of someone first? Because you know, I always learned, James, growing up, you know, take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. Yeah, and this is a really interesting question to explore. You know, what I've noticed in watching, you know, the superheroes. You never see Superman saying, you know, I need to take care care of myself right now. <laughs> he never is like, I'm a little tired. I'm not going to go save that person. You never see Batman being like, you know, I kind of need just some time on my own. I'm not going to go take care of things. Um, and you see the same thing when we look at our deep religious archetypes. You don't see Jesus saying, I'm not going to go heal that person right now because I need some time for myself. Why? So we have these archetypes of where we can work toward. You know, everybody work at their own pace. But I think what you'll find is you're actually happier when you're taking care of other people. And when you start to switch that voice in your head that's like, well, what about me? What about me? that starts to lead to some unhappiness. Okay. And that makes, that totally makes sense, James. I mean, when you really think about it, when you put it in that thought reasoning, if God just focused on himself or, or just, then what, what about us or Batman? Like, yeah, that does make sense. If Batman cared about himself, want to take a bath, get his nails done, his soul done, <laughs> hey, cat <laughs> Catwoman, Penguin, everybody would have took over Gotham City. So that does make sense. It's all kind of um, the similarities to a mom. Yeah, when it you is. think about it, mom too, we have to take care of our children. Then you take care of yourself. Now that is one little rule my mother always told me. You don't you don't come first anymore when you have children. So, yes, I, I totally agree with you. See, now, now we're connecting on something. Yes, and mothers, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. For some of you, and it's a great lesson for all of you need to listen to this show. Put someone else first, including your children. I shouldn't see you on Facebook um, prepping yourself up, and your child is not prepped as well. So, yes, I, I'm following you now, James. Um, so, James, in your opinion, what do you make of our culture's obsession with, like, superheroes and movies, TV, and in graphic novels? Well, I think it's awesome. You know, the world is obsessed with superheroes in the movies and on TV and in graphic novels. And on a deep emotional level, we all want to save others from suffering and see good triumph over evil. And I think this desire is growing stronger as we become more and more connected to the troubles of everyday people around the world. And I think that's why we're seeing these sort of archetypes surfacing in the movies and the TV shows. Because that's our emotional driver, 
there's going to be a next evolution of the superhero story. Because right now it looks like you have to be a billionaire with access to cool tech or from another planet. Why? <laughs> or caught in some strange laboratory mishap to be a superhero. What we want to know is how we can become more of a superhero ourselves. And that has everything to do with growing in wisdom and growing in compassion for other people. And I think stories like the superhero scenario represent the next evolution of the superhero story. Right. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We all fantasize. I wish I could go out and save every single person, especially when you look at those commercials with the sad children on there. Oh, it just breaks your heart like, oh, I can't do anything. If I could, if I had that power instilled in me, I would love to do something. And it kind of tricks you. That's why I said as a child, we always had that fantasy. I want to save the world. We wish we could all be Wonder Woman or Batman, just especially the car. I would love to have a cool car like that. Just go in, <laughs> did that, and get my. I'm not even going to lie, James. I would love one right now. Yes, I do. Um, so, James, this is what leads me to the next question. How how did you come up with that idea of just putting superheroes and yoga together? Because I really, I'm really thrilled about that. You know, fitness is my thing, and I just. I just got through doing my first day of yoga. I haven't worked out since last year when I had a house fire. So that was intense. Stretching all, all the muscles you have to stretch. But I, I love how you kind of implement it into your book. Well, you know, the world is obsessed with superheroes right now. But so yes, many are. people are also getting involved with yoga because it's really good for the body. It's really good for the mind. And so this was a chance for me to bring two of my favorite things together. But there's really a great historical precedent for this. Okay. Uh, around, around the second century, um, so we're going back second or third century, around 200 AD, uh, Master Patanjali wrote the Yoga Sutra. And this is kind of like the root text or Bible for all the yoga lineages. And in it, he explains that there's this incredible connection between our mind and how we experience the world. Okay. And that we actually have to come to a wisdom where we see what we think, what we say, what we do has an incredible ripple on our future experience of the world. And if you really understand that connection, one of the chapters talks about how supernormal abilities start to emerge. So 11% of the text in the Yoga Sutra is actually about how people learn to read other people's minds, how people learn to walk on water, how people learn to fly in the sky. And it's quite amazing. And so I was able to take those authentic verses in that authentic wisdom, and basically do a modern take on the Yoga Sutra through a page-turning thriller, through something that's fun to read, through a superhero story. And that's how the Super Yogi scenario came about. Wow. Now, I don't want anyone going out thinking they're going to fly off, but that's not what James 
is inquiring for you to do. He didn't say go fly off the building. We don't have those type of powers. But I would now if I had if I had any ability, I would love to probably read people's minds. For the benefit, just to know what you're thinking. Like yeah. uh what's that you're right. So listen, I would love to do that. Just to know, okay, this is not the plan. Okay, you're full of you know what. <laughs> Cause now you're right. We want that ability to be able to read people. Some people are good, but if I could just really just know your exact thoughts, that would be perfect. But I do like that point because sometimes I'm I'm not good in that area. I'm always taking people as they're lovable. I, I see everybody's the same, and sometimes they're not the same. I, I think at reading people. My husband, that's his area. He can read you off the back, and he's normally right. This person no good. Oh, this person, this is. I'm like, oh, how do you know? Is there a psychic ability? Is there something that I don't know? Because <laughs> I need that ability. That's a that's a gift to me to have that ability to know somebody else front. Hey, this person not right. Just by listening to them, you know off the bat. You know if they're a good person, have a good heart. I think that takes mad skills to know that. But I think it also comes from our ability with God too. To, for, to listen to him because he directs in everything that we mostly do. That's beautiful. You know, one of the characters oh, well, in the super that one of the characters in the super yogi scenario, a character by the name of Eric Adams. He's a former Navy SEAL, and he was injured badly in Afghanistan, and so he's in a VA hospital, and like many of our vets, returning home. Um, are starting to get involved with yoga and meditation as a way of helping them to heal. Um, And being a Navy SEAL, he takes it very seriously. But through his meditation practice, he starts to break down that separation between himself and others. And he starts to gain the ability to read other people's minds so he can see what's going on with them and who's dangerous and who he can help develop special skills. Um, But his powers come from a particular verse in the Yoga Sutra in chapter 3, verse 19. It's, uh, with the necessary cause, one can read the minds of others. And it all has to do with finally seeing that connection between how you see somebody. It depends on your perspective. Other people see them in a different way. What? Right. I just love the fact, I think I love the fact that when you just started off talking about Tina Tisdale in the first part of your book, she jumps out, she started doing yoga. I'm I'm imagining this. You went at a flight. I could think about this in my mind. I'm waiting at a flight, and then all of a sudden I started doing yoga. I know everybody's going to look at you like, what? She doing? <laughs> you, you seriously pulling out a mat while you waiting at the gate? Like <laughs> we all waiting on the flight. She doing yoga over here, right? And I, I'm just thinking about it. it tickles you. You have to read people. You got to actually read this book, and we're gonna tell you where you could get it from and everything. But it just it really will tickle your heart. Like this is it's it's got a little comedy, and I love it. It's a fantasy thriller, so it's really awesome. People just got to pick it up. But now. We did mention about the Yoga Sutra, and that's what you base your book off of. Why is the Yoga Sutra so important, James? 
Well, like we talked about, it, it is the root text for all the yoga lineages. Um, and it's interesting because it presents the path to enlightenment in just 195 verses. So it's a very short text. And it's divided into like four chapters. And the first chapter is like why you have to meditate. You know, it basically outlines that all the major transformations of heart, of mind, happen in deep meditation. You know, and we, we need to remind ourselves, you know, Jesus spent 40 nights and 40 days in the desert contemplating things. That's meditation. Wow, okay. And, and then um, the next chapter is like good practices that support good meditation. And it's things like not harming other people. Because if you hurt other people, it just disturbs your mind and your mind can't be very still. Um, and also includes like the physical yoga poses that people are coming to know and love. Because um, I can tell you, I did a three-year isolated meditation retreat. And if I didn't have those oh, wow. physical poses, yeah, if I didn't have those physical poses to keep my body healthy and happy sitting, um, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And then the third and chapter. People think yoga. And people are not cutting you off, Jane. People think yoga is very easy. No, it's not. Mm-mm, that's harder than picking up weight. <laughs> Your body twisting that. They start off, oh, do the downward dog and relax and breathe in. And all of a sudden, they start talking about do warrior two. And your lady said, I promise you, I was starting to show. Come on, do, do the warrior two. And I'm like, okay, I got this because I hadn't done it for a while, like I said. Then she starts saying, twist your body. I said, wait a minute, hold up, golly. I'm breathing like I'm breathing like I'm 300 pounds all right now because I'm like, wait, hold up. You, yoga will have you twist. If you don't know yoga, you better learn about it because yoga, they have you twisting. You feel things you never even knew you had. I didn't know I had that muscle. Oh, my. So, yeah, so it's, it's wonderful. It is. And and just to start a little bit, you know, what what I think people will find is even like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, after they stretch out their body, they'll feel mm-hmm. happier in their heart. And then when you're happier in your heart, it's easier to be nice to people. Right. And a little sore, but you still will feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you just have to keep on. You just have to keep at it, though, because yoga, is, yoga, is, it takes a lot of flexibility, and it's so great, though. It really is. It's great for your abs. Just, just to meditate. I love it all. But it takes, it takes very good skills to just be flexible, to be content, and you can't have anybody around you. I, I dismiss my children. I'm like, look, uh-uh, because I be tilting over when they tell you to hold into that. That crescent pose, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, I'm losing my balance. It takes, it takes the skills and the balance. Oh, James, that's what I want to admit. I love, see, that's why you would love James' book because just the uh, artistic work in this book is awesome. I love her outfit. <laughs> Tina Tisdale, I do. I love that outfit. Honey, that's a costume right there. I will put on that black and white. That Now, that's bad. Yes, I love it. We we had a lot of fun because, you know, we have ordinary people in the super yogi scenario that through working on yoga and meditation, 
they start to take on these supernormal abilities. And then what basically happens is some people start to abuse their powers and they basically oh, yeah. turn into villains. And then others have to rise up to take these dangerous yogis down. And so they're, they're the heroes. But as this starts to emerge, it starts to kind of make people nervous in the world. And so, you know, they decide that maybe they'd be better off if they were wearing superhero costumes because that's something that people can recognize and know. And so I worked with this really great um, comic book artist, a really great Photoshop rendering artist, Jeff Chapman. And I would send him all these funny little sketches that I did during my three-year meditation retreat of these different superheroes in their costumes. And then he would bring it to life. And so the book is, a, you know, it's a novel, but it has these incredible illustrations, these incredible character renderings. And even the, uh, the Kindle edition uh, that's available on Amazon.com, we inserted all these big color renderings into it. So it's a really special ebook. It really it really is. But does how can we really or you in your state because you know more of this, how can you prove reality is coming truly from us? Well there's lots of wonderful tests for this. But uh Technesia, do you have like a pen around in the I room should. that you're in? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. Now, okay, most people have a pen someplace close to them. Just hold up that object for a second. Okay. Now, you see it as a pen. But yes. if a puppy dog was to come into the studio with you and you were to stick that out in front of the puppy dog, what do you think they would see? They would see it as a play toy for them, something to throw like a Frisbee. Perfect. They would see it as a chew toy. You see it as a pen, but they see it as a chew toy. And they don't even have the concept of pen. To them, that reality doesn't exist. They're never going to write you a note saying, I like the chicken-flavored puppy chow. Why? And, and so right there you see there is an interconnection between your mind and the object. It proves that there is a relationship between your mind and how you experience the world because the puppy dog does not experience that object as pen. The puppy dog experiences it as a chew toy and it's going to grab a hold of it and you're going to be like, why are you messing up my pen? And it's going to be, why are you messing up my perfectly good chew toy? Because <laughs> pers perspective. Okay, you say, okay, well, that's interesting. That's, that's humans and that's puppy dogs. But let's take this one step further. Take the cap off your pen. Okay. If you were to throw that on the floor of cell block 13 in a prison somewhere, what could it be? It could be a weapon. It could be a shank. <laughs> yeah. It could be a weapon. It could be a shank. And so what you see is one prisoner could look it's at that as, as a weapon. Another okay. prisoner could look at it as like, oh, that's something I can use to write an apology. It okay. all depends on what's in your heart. If you have anger in your heart, 
if you have hate in your heart, you're going to project a world in which you can act those things out. If you have goodness right. in your heart, you're going to project a world in which you can act that way. So there's this beautiful connection between our mind and how we experience the world. That is so true. But we're going to stay connected with James after this break. So don't you touch that dial, everyone. And do call in at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes, or when you donated her private diary to the public library, or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance. Whatever it is, let it go. The fire you started with that experimental dinner, let it go. The time you drove away from the gas pump, with the gas pump, let it go. Three, very relaxed. Two, there you go. One. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much, for taking me out to the park, for reading me books, for taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot in ballet rehearsal, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And And now, as a grown-up... I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, for having the chance to take you to the park, for reading you those books we enjoy so much, for being able to take you to your therapies after you twisted your ankle, for understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. Visit aarp.org caregiving to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Remember, visit aarp.org caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. We're here with author James Conner of the Super Yogi Scenario Talking about staying connected through meditation, yoga, and yoga sutra sound a little spicy. Ah. <laughs> um, so, James, do you know, before I even get into my next question, because in your book, we talk about Eric. Um, and I, one of your characters named Eric, and it just amazed me. I, I, I know everybody wish they could have done this, or even people who lost someone just for you to have a shield around you, and he's protected, and all of a sudden these bullets start bouncing off him. I was like, now, really? Because that, that's really made up. If that if that could be possible, honey, I'll be out there like, hit me. You know, come on. <laughs> if we could have that little protected bubble. 
<laughs> but what are some ways that we can stay protected? Because we know we can't have that type of shield around us or a bulletproof vest. The best protection comes from always putting other people first. And what you find is there's this incredible relationship between cause and effect. And you know it in your life. Nobody really wants to be around somebody that's just trying to get things. It's nice to be around somebody who really connects with you and really cares about you and is willing to put you first. And so if you can be that kind of person for your friends, for your family, for your coworkers, you're kind of a hero to them. Okay. And what happens is you'll find that if you keep at that, keep planting those seeds of always putting other people first, you start to be surrounded by people that also want to put other people first. You know, it's like be the change that you want to see in the world. Right. That is your best. That's your best. You plant good seeds, you get them seeds come back, and they're beautiful when they grow. That's right. You reap what you you reap what what you sow. You put out good, good will come back. That definitely is the point right here. And that's, I mean, it might be worded differently, but James is on the same level that all of us, most of us have heard our life. It's all similar to the law of attraction. You put out negative, you get back negative. And that goes back to what you were saying about the fact if I'm, I see this as a pen, the dog sees it as a chew toy, if I'm in prison, this is still a pen for me, but another prisoner would think of as a weapon. And and what you mentioned earlier about negative. If you're negative, you're going to see everything around you negative. But if you're positive, everything is going to be positive no matter what. If you see if you see that glamorous house on the hill, that's what it is. But if you're always negative, you're going to see yourself in a dump. You're going to see yourself with that two-cent pay job that you don't want to work because you're always saying negative. And that's why I try not to be around negative people. You start talking negative, I go left field. I start moving. I don't want to hear that because that negativity rub off on you. And what's our favorite phrase, Jane? Misery loves company. (laughs) This wisdom that you're talking about is so important that there is this relationship between cause and effect. And really, honestly, all we have to know is what the farmers know. You know, no farmer... Uh, doesn't plant anything in the spring and expects to have good crops in the fall. we got to plant good seeds today so we can get good results in the future. Now, it takes time for seeds to ripen. We know that. Yes, it does. You know? Yes. We, we just have to know what the farmers know. But good seeds will always create good results. And bad seeds, always bad results. You know, Jesus is saying, you can't get figs from thorns. That's cause and effect. Mm -hmm. So there's this incredible connection. And you see it in the Yoga Sutra as well. There's a beautiful verse explaining where reality comes from. And they say in chapter 2, verse 14, there is a connection of cause and effect. The seeds ripen into experiences refreshingly pleasant or painful in their torment depending on whether you have done good to others or done them wrong instead. So that's like some beautiful wisdom and you see it in all religious traditions. 
if you're good to others, the world will eventually be good to you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but eventually. But eventually it will. Right. And you can only find it out by putting out good, but if you're nasty, negative, you're not going to get back nothing but sour milk, and that's basically the honest truth. That's all you're going to get. Let's go a little bit into your book, James. Um, Who are the heroes in your super yogi scenario, and what powers do they all obtain? Well, the big thing is this is a story about ordinary people who, because of extraordinary circumstances, have to get their small self out of the way, have to realize that they can be unlimited in their potential, and they start to take on these new unique abilities. So we talked a little bit about um, there's four main heroes in the book. One is this character, Eric Adams, who eventually becomes the superhero Diamond Mind. And he's somebody that learns how to read other people's minds. Uh, Because of this, he's able to see people that have unique abilities. And so he helps Airspeed, uh, a yogi and Air Force pilot, learn to fly without a machine uh, using meditations on the sky body and empty space. And so that's a really interesting part of the book where she learns to get herself off the ground flying without a machine. And then we have Samsa, who has super strength, and she's kind of the Superman of this universe, except she's the most rebellious of the heroes, so she's kind of fun. And then there's Father Agua, who is a water-bending priest. He's a Benedictine priest um, that spent time in India and got to know the yogic practices, and he's able to reconcile this with his Christian faith. And because of his meditations on Jesus in particular, he starts to take on some of the unique qualities that Jesus had, like being able to walk on water and do things. So he's an interesting character. And what I wanted to do in the book is make a point that these powers, these miracle powers that we read about, they don't belong to any one religion. Uh, We have to remember in the Bible, people didn't question Jesus performing miracles. They just wanted to know, and whose name did he do it? Did he do it in God's or the devil's? That was the debate at the time, because they had seen other people do miracles. Um, Father Agua has a similar question in this book, and it's one I think we can all ask ourselves. Do we use whatever powers we do have to benefit others? Or do we use them to pursue our own selfish interests? Something to really think about. That's a good. That is a very good question. It is, and you know, I, I mostly like the book mostly because the fact that no matter what, you know, these guys, I I, I love it. Here go Aria and Eric. They pull now. Yo- Here we go again with the yoga mask, you know. Like, and I wish that it was simple as pie like that. Like, I pull out my yoga mat, and it feels like everything is going away. Sometimes it is when you do yoga because there is peace. There's quietness. Peace be still when you're doing yoga. There's no one else around you. You don't worry about today. You don't worry about tomorrow. You don't worry about what you have to do in the next 15 minutes. You're at peace with yourself. 
That's what this book brings us about. See, and 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 again, we're gonna take it back to what James said. If you're thinking dirty, that's not what it's about. See, yoga sutra. Because I know some of you probably out there already had your minds on that, but I want to stop you in that path that that's not what it's about. See, and that's what we was talking about. Some of you gonna see this book as a fantasy thriller. And some of you are going to see it as a dirty old novel. This is not Fifty Shades of Grey, people. Because <laughs> I, I, know, I know somebody my probably was out there thinking that. Sutra? No, we ain't talking about that sutra. No, that's not what James was intended. This is material. <laughs> sutra is just um, a uh, Sanskrit term that means short verses. So it's just, it's right. just a short teaching. And this is the short <laughs> teachings on yoga. Be taking it somewhere else. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, now, James, if if this book, if this is a book about yoga meditation, how come you include a, a the priest in here as one of the super yogis with power? Well, like we were talking about, again, it's not the powers that make someone super. Okay. It's can they put other people first? Oh, and right, so right. I really wanted to make that point that that putting other yeah. people first, that doesn't belong to any one religion. That is the thing that makes religion practical and real, that we learn how to serve others, that we learn how to put our own needs out of, get, up, get them out of the way and really be servants to others to make heaven on earth happen. And so he's an important character to describe that path. Okay. I got you. Is that all coming? It is. It's coming, all making perfect sense. And that's the message today. Let's try to put someone else and stop thinking about ourselves. We get caught up on ourselves too much. Even bringing back to this gay pride celebration, people get caught up on their self. It's not about you by the end of the day. It's not a... It's not about you. And that's why I had to turn and get off Facebook a little bit. The people start entwining on their feelings. Oh, I feel this way. Why are we getting caught up when we have bigger issues out here to worry about? It's <laughs> more issues out here than worrying about who gets married with who. It's been, I mean, this is something that's been going on for centuries. And all of a sudden, we want to focus on that. Oh, okay, let's move on. There's other topics. We Let's talk about sex trafficking a little bit here. Let's talk about kidnappers, um, maybe a few bank robbers or whoever else is other issues. We, we're, we're just fleeing from the problems and want to focus on the less stuff. That's not an issue for me at all because I could care less about who want to marry who. Congratulations to you. That's between you and God and Judgment Day. I don't I don't focus on stuff like that. Um, but getting back to your book, James, who is the main villain of the book and what powers does the villain have? Well, the main v- villain in the super yogi scenario is physique. And I thought a lot okay. about what makes a great villain. I think you need someone uh, that you can empathize with, like you can understand their motivation, but they're just a little bit twisted. And then they uh, need to appear unstoppable. So physique is a yogi who's gotten so fed up with the unending cycle of violence and the wars on terror that have been happening in the world that she's gotten twisted. She decides that certain governments won't stop wielding their military power so aggressively until she shows people how bad it feels. 
Now, she has a unique ability. In Sanskrit, it's called Lagima or Garima. It means that they can make their body infinitely dense, infinitely heavy, or infinitely light. And so because the physical laws of the universe no longer apply to her, she can make herself so dense and heavy that she can bring down planes. She can bring down buildings. She can bring down bridges. And it's a terrifying power because she's a weapon you don't see coming. And it's kind of unusual to have a woman as the main villain, but readers tell me they find physique just really scary and exciting. Why well, I am reading the book, I guess, see, that's why I have to read stuff sometimes over and over because I didn't even think of physique like it's been the it's been the bad booger in here. Right, I'm thinking of physique like this. you're talking about, okay, the physique of a body, and here goes physique causing all the problems. See, that was a little slick, Jay. I like how the way you tied it in there, though, because I was reading, I was like, okay, it's physique, it's physique of character in hell. We're talking about, right, not even capturing, not even thinking of that it was capitalized, see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like how the villain, right, I like how the villain was entwined into it. Okay, now coming down to it, what is the main message of the Super Yogi scenario that you want listeners to know of? Well, Technesia, it's like we've been saying, you know, and it's the message of the day. It's not powers that make yeah. you super. It's the wisdom of putting other people first. And to right. me, that's real spiritual practice. Being able to get our own selfishness out of the way to really connect and care for other people to be able to love without holding anything back. Well, I think we can all pass that on today. Hmm. That will be our main that will be the main message for everyone today if you're listening. Sure and sure will. I like that message. I, it's so clear and precise. Oh so now you write so clearly about all these superpowers, James. Do you have superpowers? <laughs> For me, the main thing that I focus on in my practice is do I have love in my heart for everyone, no matter how they treat me? And do I have wisdom that understands that relationship between how I experience the world comes from my own mind and how I treat other people? For me, that's enough. Because when you finally understand there's a relationship between how you treat other people and how you're going to experience the world in the future, that is the ultimate source of power. That is the ultimate source of responsibility. So I encourage people to investigate that for themselves. I do, too. I mean, you know, going back to the fact of when we mentioned in industry that you was a CEO, what answer made you give all that up? Just Because, I mean, that to me, that's a bit... It is. It's like a big title, but see, that's where we come in being small-minded because, see, we think in big title, and it'd be like the other people are like, eh, who cares? Well, I did own an advertising agency in New York for 14 years. And during that time, I was meditating every day. And meditation was actually my edge in business because before I'd go to work, I would meditate on what do my employees need What would make their lives better? And then I'd meditate on the clients I was going to see that day. You know, what real challenges are they facing? 
And what I found is when I would go into work, I would have this clarity of mind in which I could solve problems really quickly. And I was really at peace and quite happy. But the thought occurred to me, how far could an ordinary person go? You know, and a New Yorker at that. How far could uh, an ordinary person go if they devoted themselves to the path of meditation? So I had the opportunity to sell my business, and I gave almost all the money away to different charities. And then I went into a three-year meditation retreat. And I can honestly say to people, when you have stillness in your mind, having a still, peaceful mind, and having love in your heart, that's a treasure. You can tap into it at any time, no matter what is happening around you. And so it was the very best thing I could have done. And it was during that retreat that I wanted to get people excited about just developing a small meditation practice, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day. And so to do that, I thought it might be fun to write about some of the wonderful things that happen at the higher levels of meditation through the metaphor of superheroes with the super yogi scenario. I will have to say, James, as the movie says, tell a guy who grew back, you got your groove back because a lot of people probably wouldn't even have done that. CEO is something so fascinating. But see, happiness don't come from what level you're on, how much money you have, or what car you're driving. Happiness comes from within. It comes from God. God give you that happiness. And a lot of people have to learn that and earn that. See, right now, some of them are probably like, what? What you talking about, money? Don't matter? No, it doesn't. But one thing about it, sometimes poor can't always help out the poor. But being wealthy and spiritual, you can help out a whole lot of people. That takes a whole lot of diligence. And that's what James is trying to pass on, that message. That is a superpower in itself. We don't have to have, we all got an invisible cape on. Taking care of my children, I got on a visible cape every day. And so <laughs> that, that means that means a lot. Um, James, do you only teach online or do you teach live as well? Well, I just got out of the three-year meditation retreat about a year ago. And so I have a partner, okay. Kristen Walsh. And the two of us, okay. Kristen and I, we um, we just kind of are like wandering yogis where we just travel around to different places that invite us. We're kind of going from yoga studio to yoga studio into different churches and just teaching how to meditate from authentic scriptural sources. And we also do it online. We created a nonprofit called GoBeyond.org. And there's lots of free guided meditations and teaching videos. And um, people can just sign up for free and get meditations to work on issues that are happening in their lives. And so I think people will enjoy that. They sure will. They definitely enjoy once they pick up this wonderful book. And where can we get this book from? The book is available at almost all major bookstores at this time. Um, Barnes & Noble picked it up. It's rolling out to other bookstores. But it's also available on Amazon.com. And uh, the thing about Amazon.com with the e-book is if a lot of people have Amazon Prime or they have Kindle Unlimited, you can get the ebook mm-hmm. for free on uh, Amazon.com. So I encourage you, if you have those 
to just go ahead and download it and enjoy it. Yes, that's how I ended up getting mine through Kindle Unlimited. Yes, nine ninety nine. That's all it takes. Is, or, or I think it's eight ninety nine. What whatever price it is, it's still reasonable. But I want everyone to feel like Eric in this story right here. I love the part when he said, you know, for one, Eric had learned that the main source, uh, the main source of his power was not having to be anything at all. That way, he was free of limitations. Real freedom is found by going beyond the self, and I, I just love that part. That was be- that was a beautiful sentence. Well, just a well-written book, James. And I, we are looking for more series. Are there any more series behind it? Yeah, people people are writing. You know that they're really excited about the book. I mean, the reviews have mm-hmm. been just incredible. Uh, it's been chosen uh, as one of the indie books that Forward Reviews loves for 2015, which is a big honor. Um, and so I'm working on the sequel right now. And that won't be ready till well, next year, so you'll just have to enjoy what we got right now. Well, we sure will. While, we, <laughs> while we're keeping our toes curled, we'll just be patient and wait. But, James, thank you so much for coming on my show. I, I really appreciate it. And when your next series comes out, I will be expecting you back again. <laughs> I'd love to, Technesia. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. You have a blessed one. Bye-bye. And from my friend Mary Ellen, her truth for the day is this. Do not become fixated on the immediate results while being focused on your daily objective. It is important to remember that you should not be fixated on an immediate result. Instead of focusing on the outcome of your actions, enjoy to do whatever action you are doing at the moment. Use your deep cleansing breath to bring you into the present moment, deepening your sense of awareness. Today, remember the way you work is just as important as the end product. Enjoy the day, everyone. Have a blessed one. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 